0: Hey, guys. So on this podcast, you know that we talk about ways to graduate from college debt-free, but sometimes it's like, why? Why am I doing this? I have a cool uh, guest on today who does what he wants, when he wants, where he wants to do it, because he was able to reach financial independence and retire early, and he's in his 30s, and he can just create his time and life and situation and all the things. And I want you guys to dream why are you interested in paying for college, getting through college, getting through college debt-free? What is that going to get you to? Can you imagine um, working at a cool job, tons of experiences for a few years, and even like by the time you're 30, being able to retire? Like, What in the world am I talking about? And I know I'm not talking about being a criminal mastermind and robbing a bank, okay? It's something called financial independence. And so now, today we're going to talk a little bit about Um, the why, something that might hopefully inspire you to want to graduate debt-free as a start and then proceed onward to handling your money super well in life to be able to have the funds later to travel around, do what you want to do when you want to do it, not have a nine to five like your parents, but have flexible life around what you're interested in. So uh, that all ties into financial independence that Luis is going to talk about today. So come along for the ride Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and ti eighty nine and enroll in the most stress free and debt free class that you've ever attended. This is money and mental peace. Hey guys, so welcome back. We have Luis Sosa. Did I pronounce your last name? correctly. You did. <laughs> awesome. i um, here on to talk with us about financial independence. Luis is a businessman and investor based in New Jersey who worked in corporate America for 15 years before becoming financially independent. He now spends his time working on what he wants, when he wants, from where he wants, and talks about it on his podcast, 9 to 5 Dive, which you should totally go listen to. Because when I was in college, I kept up my motivation by daydreaming and listening to people who had reached, I don't know, the top or the the next goal or whatever. And even though he has a little bit of different college experience than me, like where he went and such, um, I just, let me get there too, right? Let me get there where I have financial independence. So I love to have you on. And um, I do want to throw this out there to anyone listening. You can dream like this. This is good to dream ahead of what you're planning to do and dreams after college, like why you're trying to graduate debt-free. And also anyone listening who already has loans and stuff, like, first of all, I've told you before, it's not that like, I hate people that have loans. It's just, I'm showing different ways to do things. If you already have loans, I mean, Luis here has talked about, he had some stuff he had to pay back and he's still 15 years of working and then reached financial independence you are totally fine. You are on your way. So we're here to talk with him about his experience. So what I would like to chat on is, could I first ask you what financial independence is and tie it into then your story? Tell us about your story of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, financial independence. Well, first of all, Kara, thanks for having me on. It's, it's really a pleasure. I always love talking to you. You're like a spark. Um yeah and uh, you bring so much energy to the table so I love talking with you but to get to your question what is financial independence it's the point where your investment income is greater than your personal money needs and when you reach that point you never have to work again so a lot of people are pursuing the path to financial independence because they don't want to have that traditional work career that their parents have of, you know, working for 45 years after they graduate from college. Right. Just the thought of that is pretty daunting for a lot of people. And they start to think about what else is out there. Many of them stumble on financial independence. Um, and how I personally found it, you know, I was, I was born in South America, but moved to the United States with my family at a pretty young age, lived in the Northeast most of my life. And went to undergrad at Georgetown University, um, did have some scholarships at Georgetown that covered, you know, the bulk of my, my tuition. Um, but when I graduated, you know, I joined the workforce in a consulting role, did that for a few years. And I, I do believe that certain people can fit the mold of like a traditional nine to five job than others. I I do just believe that some people, it's just like, there's something instinctual about them that just, they can't do it. And they're very entrepreneurial. They wanna do something else, but they don't know what. So I always felt working um, at a job post-college that like something was just off. And so I always had this need to like, think about what else is out there. But I, you know, I worked in consulting, I took an industry role, I ultimately, got into uh at a private equity firm and I made a lot of financial mistakes in my 20s. And that included I bought a brand new car. Um, you know, I I didn't invest in my 401k even though my employer was out offering a match for years. Years. And then in my late 20s, I started to just wake up, right? I I I started to think about you know, I don't you know, I was working long hours like 50, 60 hour weeks. And I wasn't saving a ton of money. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing this until I'm 65 years old. Right. And there's gotta be a different, there's gotta be another way. And so I started doing that research around like, what else do I want to do with more around my passion and purpose and all are there alternatives from a personal finance standpoint? What could I be doing financially smarter? And then I remember in my early thirties and I'm 37 now, but in my early thirties, I read an article online, um, and it introduced me to the concept of financial independence. And it basically was, you don't have to work until you're 65. If you do X, Y, and Z, you know, some people can retire within 10 years. And that just blew my mind. It blew my mind to, to kind of think differently than most people do around just like, you know, I think most people exit college, get a job, work, make more money as they work more at the same company or move jobs, and then they spend more. They get a bigger house, they get another car, that nicer clothes, and they just fall into this trap of what I call, and a lot of people call, lifestyle inflation, and they end up working until they're 65 and that just wasn't for me. So I I learned about this concept and you know within 7 years roughly, you know, I executed it and I became financially independent back in December of 2021 and left my job officially the end of March. And so I've been fine now for a few months. And it really enjoying that. And, you know, I consider myself to still be a businessman, still be an investor. Uh, I'm a podcaster, as you mentioned earlier, and I live in New Jersey with my wife. And, you know, I focus on on some other things other than work all the time now, like my health. I love being out in in nature, exploring, you know, parks and beaches. Um, I spend more time with my friends and family. So those are some of the things that financial independence has afforded me. And one of the things, you know, in terms of my goals of why why I wanted to do this, I wanted more time. I wanted more time to do what I truly wanted to do, not what I needed to do for a paycheck. Um, So that's a little bit about me.
0: That's so inspiring. Like, listen, anyone, we also... Uh, Luis and I did a podcast swap. So I, I um, spoke on his about my financial independence dreams and plans. So if anyone's wondering, um, this is my future goal as well. So what I, I just want to summarize what anyone listening should realize, you might be in college right now. I don't know. Let's say you're 20, whatever. And um, if you're learning about this now, like, of course, Luis did it super fast, in my opinion. But I mean, maybe he would have learned about it. When he was your age, what if you want to retire by 30, 35? Like, there are people out there who do that. Depends on um, your passion for it and how much, of course, you do it. But I just want is this to be an encouragement that um, there's so much more life possibility out there and how, in my opinion, a lot of this can start with graduating college debt-free. And I wanted to follow up with you and ask um, the, the colleges that you went to, and you also told me you had a master's, Luis. They, they weren't like cheap community colleges. Like you had gone to private school and you were still able to get to a point of paying this off and financially independence, be able to stop working now if you want.
1: That's right. Yeah. So for undergrad, I think at the time it was something like between 45 to $50,000 per year uh, for undergrad, you know, over the course of four years, you're talking, you know, $200,000. Now. Luckily, I applied to a lot of scholarships while I was in school and even before I went to school. Um, and I, I got a lot of those scholarships. In addition to that, I remember I did a small like work study as well, I think my first year. But I graduated debt-free, I think doing a lot of what you talk about on your show. Right. But I'd say primarily like 80% of the value came from scholarships that I applied for and scholarships that I was grant granted upon admission.
0: Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I apologize. I thought you said you had paid some of it back before, but that's even, it's awesome to tell that it's yeah. possible going to a private school and whatever, you know, So it's possible it
1: to that. do. Yeah. I'm, um, I I'm living proof that it is possible to do these things, but my graduate program, that is one I paid out of pocket for. And I got a little bit of support from my employer at the time who had some educational assistance for me to pay for my master's program. But that one I paid out of pocket for. And, you know, one of the thing I teach a lot of, of people on my podcast is there's an order of like where you should put your money when you start earning the, mo- the money. One of the first places is you want to pay off high interest debt. Educational loans are not necessarily high interest, but I had the means to pay off uh that debt and so i i did that and i still was able to you know start my five path at like 30 years old and end it at 37 so i bought myself roughly 30 years of not having to work a job for money i can if i choose to and i've got some ambitions around doing things that are more aligned with who i am as a person but um that that's what it afforded me
0: that's crazy like i just that's awesome you know super impressed on the time frame there. Can you, can we do a scenario where we take uh, my person, my listener, any of you listening? I don't know if you know that I named you, your name's Annie. Uh, you are my avatar. You're the, you're the, the concept, the person I'm, I'm talking to. Um, so let's say this Annie is, I don't know, maybe 20 or something. Maybe she already has some loans, but she's found this podcast and she's like, maybe I can not take as many loans out, but she might graduate with some loans. But she's like, I want to retire by or, or be able to, right? Be financial independent and then mm-hmm. decide to retire or change jobs or do a passion project. Maybe she wants to do that by the time she's 30, 35. Um, could you kind of walk through some of those steps yeah. of how? awesome the potential is. And I think that could connect with calculating your financial independence number and kind of the order that you do things, the sequence you do stuff in.
1: Yeah. So I love this question. And like, I wish I could like rewind time and be like a junior or senior in college and like, listen to this episode and be like, whoa, my life's about to change so dramatically. (laughs) So, but before I do that and kind of give you the, what would I have done differently if I was in your shoes in college? I, I do want to walk through some more like the basics of FI, which I think are important. And I think the basics are, you know, say you graduate and you get a job you're going to earn money from that job or some other means. You're gonna save money from that and then you're gonna invest that money into things like stocks, real estate, and other assets. And ultimately, you build up enough of a portfolio so that those assets are generating income where they cover your annual expenses. When you get to that point, you're financially independent. You don't have to work for somebody to get get income. So, say my annual expenses are say $100,000 per year. That's everything. Groceries, rent, um, you know, that could be literally everything in your budget. $100,000 per year. I would have to have $100,000 coming in from my investments in order to reach financial independence, at least 100,000. And that income would be relatively passive. Because if you invest, you know, in stocks, you're not like working a job to get paid gains on those stocks, stocks appreciate over time. And a lot of index funds, you know, have something like a 7% average annual return. You would essentially be getting that income and, and you'd be able to retire. Now, some people achieve financial independence. There's really kind of like two ways that I've seen. One is they do it with stocks alone. Right. And that is through retirement accounts and non retirement accounts. And they amass 25 times their annual expenses. That's this magic number that the PHI community has come up with through a study called the Trinity Study. But essentially, if my annual expenses are a hundred thousand, that would mean I need 25 times a hundred thousand to be considered PHI. So that's 2.5 million it's a lot of money. But if you start early enough, because of the power of compound interest, you can actually get there pretty quickly. And it is contingent on how much of your money you're saving, right? If you're spending most of your money, um, you're probably not going to get to find too fast. So I talk a lot about how, how to save, how to earn and how to invest more. But you know the reason why
0: Can I I say also anybody listening out there, I I love that he picked a hundred thousand dollars so you can have that round number, but a lot of you out there in college, you're like, man, I could live on less than a hundred thousand dollars for a whole year. So it could be even faster. I just wanted to tie that together. If you don't mind.
1: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you think about a hundred thousand times 25, that's 2.5 million. If you're doing 50,000 a year in expenses, just cut the two and a half in half 1.25 million, right? So it's dependent on how much you spend to get to live the life that you want. So that's one way people do it. They do it through stocks. And then there are some people who do more of a hybrid option and people who do the hybrid option tend to reach financial independence a little faster. And the hybrid is not only do they invest in stocks, so they, they're, they're invested obviously in your retirement accounts, which I'm going to talk a little bit about, then they invest in stocks through non-retirement accounts. And then they invest in real estate, right? They maybe buy a single family house and they rent it out. Maybe they buy a house to rehab it and then flip it. There's a lot of different things in real estate you could do. Um, and then on a more advanced basis, there's some other things that people do, but that's the hybrid option that, that people do to, to become financially independent. And honestly, the benefits of becoming fi we've talked a lot about it already, but You don't need a job to sustain you anymore. That's number one. Number two is you reclaim your time, right? So if you want to go grab coffee 2 p.m. on a Wednesday with your best friend, like you have the option to do that because you're not going in to a job that requires you to be there on a Tuesday and sit in a cubicle for like 10 hours. So that's two. Three is you're able to pursue your interests and passions. Like you could do that full time right? Say I I like to fish, I can go fish, right? I like to drink margaritas on the beach. I can go do that too. Like you have the option to do these things. What I find is many people spend a lot of time thinking about like, why do I want to become financially independent? What would I do if I reached financial independence? And they really hone in on like, what is the goal here? Uh, And then they do that right? They do that. Some of some people do volunteer based work, like almost full time after they become financially independent. Some people travel, some people really start to just refocus on their health, focus on their family. It's really what, it, what it's unique to you. And you should, you should start to think about like what you want longer term. Like if you didn't need the money, what would you You're do? You're
0: saying it's good to dream. Cause I've told people that. And sometimes those like how I was back when, or those listening are probably like, just got to put my head down to do the work or I'm stressed or I'm an overachiever. And it's great to dream.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I was always a dreamer. I'm like, there has to be something more. And what more looked like for me was I want to, I don't want to be in, living in New Jersey in the cold months anymore. I want to spend January, February, March, somewhere like Florida or Arizona or somewhere else. And I'm, I'm going to be doing that. And in January, this upcoming January, my wife and I are already talking about where we're going to go. So that's the type of stuff that's available to you. Um, But I do want to go back and just talk about your core question, which is, you know, somebody sitting in college right now and they're starting to think about like, what, what does this mean? Like tactically for me after I graduate? Um, Well, you're going to be graduating debt-free if you're listening to Kara. So that you're already going to be ahead of the curve because a lot of people do graduate with a lot of student debt and they have to repay that back over time. But if I was graduating college, what I would do. And I think if I just did these things and had the same like career trajectory that I had, I probably would have retired somewhere between 28 and 30 years old. Um, I've done some of the math. And, and so it would have shaved a, a significant amount of years off of my working life. That's insane. Um, That's
0: awesome. Can anyone out there imagine doing that? <laughs>
1: but that would mean, say you're graduating in um, May of 2022. I graduate in May. I get a full-time job at a consulting firm and I start in June, right? I The first thing I would do is your employer is likely going to have a 401k which is a retirement program where you can put money from your paycheck pre-tax, so before taxes are taken out. I would invest in that 401k up to the employer match. And what the employer match is, companies basically are giving you free money. And I know you guys love free money, right? So you're getting free money from your company, so you just have to put some money in to get that free money. That's step one. So the 401k match is numero uno after that i would focus on if i had any high interest debt like say you racked up some credit card debt in college right like 2am pizzas and like a 30 pack of keystone light um that well these are the things that we we did when i was in college i don't know if it's the same now but that i would pay off my high interest credit card debt which could be like 15% interest plus that would be number 2 number 3 is I would open an account called a Roth IRA, which is an after-tax account, but it grows tax-free. And there are contribution limits to that and your 401k, but that's where I'd go next in the sequence. After that, I'd go back to the 401k and I'd max out the 401k above the employer match. Okay. After that, there's something that many employers offer people in health benefits. And that is called a health savings account. And what I would do is I would max out my health savings account. Okay. Any money left over after doing all of that, which you may not have any, like if you're just doing those things, you're winning, trust me. But if you have any money left over, I would open a regular non-retirement investment account. Somewhere like Vanguard, which is a brokerage firm, I believe. Um, you can open a, a non, an investment account there. And I'd invest in a total stock market index fund. An example of that is something called VTSAX. You can look up the ticker symbol. Um, but it's kind of, it, it takes an average of a lot of, of ownership of a lot of companies in one fund and kind of uh, diversifies your portfolio a bit. And I would honestly start there. If you want to get fancy, a bonus would be if I had some money, I would invest in real estate early and I would do a house hacking strategy. Like if I'm fresh out of college, I've got a job, I would look to buy a house that's maybe a duplex. I would live in one side and I would rent out the other side. And basically my tenant would be paying my mortgage over time. If you did that, Like that's the formula to retire before 30. So I'll just drop there as I drop my
0: mic. (laughs) And, and listen, guys, if you're like, okay, I'm a little overwhelmed. Like I kind of wanted to like get married, but also travel a little before. Well, you don't have to do it by 30. You can do it by 35 or 40 compared to 65 you're still shaving off 25 years, but this is such a potential. And mind you, uh, one big thing that I had written down, one key thing, as you mentioned, people loving free money. Um, literally, yes, 401k match. It's there. Your employer is giving you money if you put this much money in. Just like mind blown, right? And, and in my instance, I actually, don't have that because I'm self-employed, but I'm still you know going after my Roth IRA and other instances. But um, that's amazing. That's amazing. What would you do when you're 30 and still have 70 years of your life yet? left yeah I am saying 70 years because you'll have <laughs> the money to get a personal trainer and you can live to 100 what are you gonna do for 70 years like be so excited about all these things you can pursue
1: yeah and put
0: in that money to get free money I mean you know I honestly don't even have a ton of follow-up questions because Luis just literally put like you do this first and then you do this first and and if it if you've forgotten all that he said go back and listen or go listen to his podcast but um, I was curious if you could tie us back together and tell us because of what the pod, my podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Is it really is it really really that helpful to graduate debt free? Like can you give some encouraging words to that cuz in my opinion it is cuz some people pay off their student loans over 20 30 years and they never get where it is. Like yeah. Is it really worth it? What do you think?
1: Well, I think it 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 could save you years in terms of becoming financially independent. It could be the difference of like depending on how much debt you graduate with. I mean, it could be one year, it could be five years or more, right? So you're buying, you're buying time, you're buying your time back. And I, here's the thing that I think is really interesting that people who are maybe listening to this and have not started working that nine to five job you know, they don't necessarily know, but once you start working, like you'll be excited for a few years. It's the honeymoon phase. You're like, you have money going out for drinks with friends, you're buying clothes. And then, like, five years in, there's like this moment where you're like, wait, there's got to be something. There's more than this. Like, I'm spending so much time here. And you don't know it now because you're not in it. But once you're in it, you start to really realize, like, wow, I, do not want to do this unless you're the lucky ones and you find you land a job. That's like some sort of a dream job in terms of like right up the alley in terms of what you love to do. You know, a majority of the population does not like their job. It's like over 70% or more. Um, so people later, a few years, you know, from this time they start working, they're like, there's gotta be more. So I'm telling you, if you get ahead of the curve and start this early, you will thank yourself. You will thank Kara for this podcast. And if you do it, if you graduate debt-free, I'm telling you, it is going to save years off your working career as well.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I love when I can ask a guest like a question or like put on a trajectory and then you can just do the whole answer from the one. I mean, you answered my questions, but I do have one last weird one. Mm. Is there an instance that has happened since December where you, where it just like was surreal to you and you're like, I took my garbage out in the middle of the day and then I went and got coffee and it's Wednesday afternoon or something, you know, or, or some weird thing that you did or, or excitement or um, what, what does it feel like? And, and again, you might, some people talk when they retire They're like, oh, I still need to do something. We're not telling you you're going to be bored the rest of your life. You're going to have the option of doing what you want to do. So it's exciting. Like, what does this felt like to you?
1: It's, it's just like, honestly, it's a bunch of little things, but I'll give an example. Like my, my dog, his name is Harley. He's a multi poo. And he, he just turned nine this week. And, you know, I had, I had time. And I said, you know, I'm going to take him out. We're going to throw a ball at the park. And then I'm going to take him to a, a, a pet bakery and get him like a birthday treat and buy him a toy. And we did that from like one to three in the afternoon. And like, that's never something I would have thought about doing before as I was working because I would have been working Monday to Friday. So it's those types of small moments that are like so beautiful and things that, you don't even think about that you get to experience. So you get to spend more time on the things that matter, like your family, your friends, your interests, your health, um, and not on the things that ultimately, you know, don't matter, which is, you know, you're, you're not, you're going to work hard. You're going to work long hours. And that stuff is not as important as, as, as the stuff around like friends, family, health, happiness, And so it's the, it's those types of moments that I'm getting to experience that I'm really appreciating.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, coming from someone, um, my dog actually passed away a couple of years ago, but she was almost 19. Like she lived a long life and some instances of taking longer for college and also homeschooling and then starting my own business and being home. I had so much more time with her and, you know, that's awesome. I, I can, uh, maybe a little bit different, um, listener than your audience, but I can, I can just imagine one of my college student listeners who are out there crying. Like, this is what I've been looking for. Like I, she, she just like feels frustrated at what life seems to be, or seems to be coming. And I'm sure you've given us a lot of inspiration, Louise. So I really, really appreciate it And I, I hope that, um, others can go listen to your podcast. So where, where can they find your info? And, you know, if you want, do you do like coaching on this? How important is after college? I mean, they should probably get a financial advisor or something to get to this point.
1: Yeah. So people can find my podcast anywhere. They listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple, et cetera, um, by just searching nine to five dive and the nine and the five are numbers in the title, uh, you can also find me at in, on Instagram at 9to5dive and my website, 9to5dive.com. Um, I do do a limited amount of one-on-one coaching with people who just want to really accelerate their path to financial independence. Um, you know, I've, I've helped some people shave decades off their working career by working one-on-one. Um, and t- I, I want to get to 1,000 years, working years off of, whoever I work with their, their life. That's my, that's my aspiration, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And if you're interested in financial independence, uh, there's a ton of material in there about how to, how to achieve it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. And I can tell anyone listening, I love going and talking. I don't quite have a FI advisor, but just my general advisor who helped me set up my Roth IRA. I love it. I get so excited seeing stuff come in the mail from them. So it was awesome having you. Thank you so much, guys. Go look out um, for or check out the nine to five dive. And until then, I hope you have a great day and keep investing in yourself, your dreams, in your money and mental peace. See you later.